Hey, it is another day. It is Nick Cole and Single White Medusa, and this is episode five of Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. And today we are down in Newport Beach, still in our rental car. No alcohol, but we are having a... We are having a pour-over Olay from Blue Bottle Coffee, and it is very good. Blue Bottle is one of my favorites. Like, for pure coffee taste, Blue Bottle's like... Like, they're, like, the most coffee coffee. Mm-hmm. And Blue Bottle comes from San Francisco, and it specifically comes from an alleyway in San Francisco, which we went to one time with one of Nicole's singer friends. And yeah. It was actually, like, it was very much like a rave happened at a coffee store. <laughs> exactly. Like, as in, like, but it was in an alley. And it, it was, like, a really weird experience. And it could almost be sort of, like, the epitome of the California kind of experience experience and that it could be a lot on sort of atmosphere and things like that but at the end of the day it is actually one of the most phenomenal cups of coffee you can have i'm going to take a drink now <laughs> it's really good it only came in one size which is kind of small but it's it's kind of worth it still it's you really take a good. drink because i like what you do after you take a cup of drink you always do that <laughs> <laughs> So today, <clears throat> today, deepening my voice and sound, trying to sound a little more grim and dark as we get into this topic, um, we're going to do a, a little quick discussion on sort of like what's going on on the internet with banning and blacklisting and, and mainly specifically talking about the vaccine today and the things that are going on with that. And the first point that I would try to make in all of this is I'm cool with whatever anybody wants to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're the devil if you do, and I don't think you're the devil if you don't. Yeah. Here's where I think you're the devil. I think you're the devil when you try to tell other people what they have to do. That's a big That's a big freedom. You're jamming my freedom chi right there. Mm-hmm. And when you try to keep people from sharing information about it. Legitimate, you yeah. know, doctor-sourced <laughs> information. Yeah. And people who talk during movies. That, okay. That drives me nuts, too. Yeah. Those people should all be chipped out on the ice flow of American freedom. Mm-hmm. Just like, good <laughs> luck with all that over there, people who talk in movie theaters. Exactly. So Nicole's going to read a quick article from a site that she has been, you know, no, we're not going to read the whole article. We're just going to read the salient points so we have a, a, a point to discuss. But um, I was in the military, so I've had a lot of vaccines in my life. And I don't have a problem with it. And because Nicole was an opera singer, we kind of had to get the flu vaccine every year because you were always working with foreigners. You were always wearing foreign costumes. I would I would kind of go and do stuff at the opera, too. And and so you couldn't be sick, you know, during an opera because it's a big thing. You got to sing. You got to feel well. I wasn't singing. I was just like cutting someone's head off. One time I got my leg cut off. Uh, on stage, you know, I was always doing like those kind of roles, mm-hmm. but Nicole was singing and for vocal health, you cannot be sick. No. Yeah. Your voice is your instrument. So yeah. <laughs> and really so like diverging a little bit, maybe a lot of you don't know about single white Medusa, who I sometimes call Nicole. <laughs> um, what is your background? Single white Medusa? Um, what do you mean? Like ethnically or job experience? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm assuming you mean job experience wise. Or? Yeah, like what's your jam in life before you hooked up with a scoundrel writer? Um, I was obsessed with um pursuing my opera career and like that that kind of consumed my whole life. That was give like, me an example of the level of obsession you had. 
I mean, for one, like I love reading. I love reading books. I've read since I was a child, but like, I don't think I had read a book, um, in the whole time that I had been seriously pursuing opera when I met you, you know, so I had been like probably five years, four or five years that I had not read it, but I had read like opera related books, but no, like just book for fun fiction and whatever. And, um, you kind of like got me back into that. And I still remember the first book that I read after, like right after I met you. And when you kind of encouraged me, like that it was important to get back to kind of reading for fun. I still remember it. And I remember how awesome and fun that was. Like, it was like the best thing. It was like one of my best memories is like, oh my gosh, I forgot how fun this is to read. A book book will take you everywhere. And I, I hit you like drugs, like, you know, like, Hey, let's score some books and have some fun. And then then you became a full blown addict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, so it was just part of the thing as a performer, this is the same with actors too, is like, everything is about your resume and specifically you have to show that you are constantly, um, doing stuff like that's really important because otherwise they'll think it's really strange. Like, well, why haven't you done anything for a year? And so there's this constant feeling of like, almost like you're out of work, even when you have work, because you've got to make sure you're lining up stuff for the foreseeable future and that you're never not doing something so that you can have a great resume. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, I worked constantly. Like, yeah, you, I was, you worked a lot when I met you. I did, and that yeah. was like one of the first things that you said to me is like, you can't get in the way of me in opera. Yeah. I mean, and you had to, and you literally had to work constantly to kind of make ends meet. Yeah. And you were just so happy that you could even make ends meet doing what you love. But like I had to have church jobs, which is like, you know, every Sunday, three services in the morning, at least, you know, plus a weeknight rehearsal, plus funerals and weddings that you're singing for. And then like Christmas caroling companies at Christmas time, not to mention, you know, you have to do shows like as many operas as you can or musicals when you can't, you know, get an opera. So yeah. yeah. And then like you're applying, you're applying for programs constantly. Um, like when you're younger to try to get young artist programs and stuff. So, and then, yeah, a little bit of recording Recording work. work, And then you said you did Christmas caroling. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned that. You had all kinds of like, you were always hustling and had all kinds of gigs. Yes. And then you ended up singing at one of the biggest houses in the United States. That was and awesome. you sang at smaller uh, venues around the United States. Mm-hmm. You, you had what very few artists have as a paying career. So mm-hmm. when we bring that full circle and we talk about vaccines, we're not, we're not nuts, you know, like we had to do all yeah, these I things. have all the, like all the, whatever was required when I was younger, I have all those vaccines. And like he said, like, we got a lot of the flu vaccines. Yeah. I don't think we got it for like the first few years that we knew about it. Cause we were like, ah, oh, we don't need it. We're right. never sick. And then, but then like, we got really sick. We got really sick one like, time. Screw it. Like we yeah, got like, like death's door sick a couple of times. Yeah. And like one time she was doing this production of Othello and they needed like a hundred sailors. And the costume was like, you ever seen, have you ever seen that one Dane Cook sketch on Saturday Night Live where he's wearing like <laughs> yeah. the big sweater and he's just, they made us a hundred of us so wear that and we were all raging with <laughs> fever true. and we were swooning on stage and it was itchy and scratchy and you're just sweating and buckets. And it was an extremely raked stage, it was a rake, like yeah. almost, but it like on both sides. So it was sort of shaped like a skateboard ramp in a it weird was, way. Yeah. It went like up and it was then like dipped down and then back up ramp. and you're standing And fighting. There was a fight on it too. We had to stage a fight, all that kind of stuff. So we say all that to say, we're not nutty people. We believe, you know, science and all that kind of stuff. But we don't believe in science as a religion. We believe that science is a method of investigation. Mm-hmm. So when the when the panic hit, um, I initially told Nicole, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna turtle. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to deal with all this. And then my thinking evolved. And, and I think, I think, I think God talked to me and like, I, I suddenly didn't feel afraid of the virus. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly things that I was seeing about where it came from and what was really going on with it. Um, I just kind of continued to evaluate and move my position and evaluate and move my position. And I felt that if you did healthy things and, and lived healthy, that you were going to be fine. Disclaimer, I am pretty sure that I had, and both Nicole and I had the virus very early on um, in December because it was Chinese New, New Year's here. And we all know that this virus comes from a lab in China. Specifically, we know that because the media is going out of its way to tell us it didn't come from there. And that's usually the rule of thumb. Wherever they tell you not to look or don't question or anything like that, that's where you got to look and question. But there are other sources that have confirmed that that is that is almost like even I think the New York Times finally ended up confirming it, you know, after telling everybody who did it that they were bigots and racists and, you know, um, making sure that those posts got throttled on on Facebook and 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 declaiming Orange Man bad is some like giant, huge racist for doing that. Mm-hmm. So um, in Orange County, we have Chinese New Year's. All the Chinese come here. We got hit with it pretty pretty early on Nicole got a light hit I got a pretty hard hit like yeah. I felt like I had heart disease and we were doing CrossFit and um and I just suddenly like felt like really nauseous and awful and it lasted for about a month now interesting thing um I was working on Savage Wars at that time if like maybe a lot of the people who know my body of work I'm an author. I write best-selling science fiction series along with Jason Anspach, Galaxy's Edge, and we were writing a, a trilogy called Savage Wars. And I was working on the gods and Leg- legionnaires portions that are the most nuts and that people really like the Prometheus storyline. Well, I didn't realize it until actually a few months ago and I added it back up, but I was working on that while I had COVID. So if that, you know, people have described that as Hunter S. Thompson writes Star Wars. So if those parts are a little nutty, I, I, I blame the COVID. Yeah, exactly. But um, when the lockdown came and everything like that, we didn't obey it. We just we were like, no, we don't we don't think this is the answer. Um, we think masks are actually bad for you. That's just our opinion, I, you know, and, and it's based on some science. Mm-hmm. It's based on things that, that we read and we're like, well, this makes more sense to us. We're not idiots. We don't want to die. We're trying to prolong our life. But no, I don't think inhaling your own carbon monoxide and wearing a mask okay. all day and feeling lightheaded and all those things that people confess that they feel with it. I don't think that's good for you. I'd rather just be out in the sun, getting lots of exercise, all that kind of stuff. So along Nicole's journey of finding like, well, you know, how do we navigate this crisis that we're all going through? She ended up discovering this doctor and yeah, there's doctors out there on the internet that are totally down with vaccines. And then there are some doctors that, that have a different opinion. And we've all seen across this year, those doctors be um, threatened, blacklisted, canceled. The two guys, remember the two guys about eight, nine months ago who were, you know, basically said, this is what we're seeing. And they lost their practice, the Bakersfield doctor. So, so that's been the concerning portion for me. Like why, why has the technocracy and the government elite gone to such lengths to silence people who have a different opinion Mm -hmm. based on reason, thinking, the facts that they've discovered, Mm -hmm. like they're, science is a method of investigation. It's not 
the Bible. It's not gospel. It's not the Quran. It's not like you can't question this. Science innately is meant to be questioned. And some people have said, well, I've found these things and these things are different. So we're, we've been reading this guy and, and there's some things that he says that I don't agree with. And there are some things that he does say that I agree with. So today he came out with basically a, a post that basically said, listen, I've got to stop talking about this stuff because now they're threatening my life. So let's just go ahead and have Nicole read uh, a few paragraphs and I'll, I'll jump in and stop her when we get to the part that I, I want to start the discussion on and just kind of talk about that and raise that that issue and that concern. And, and let's just see where we go. Go ahead, Nicole. Okay, so this is by Dr. Joseph Mercola. It's on his website, mercola.com, um, if you want to look for it. And it's called Why I'm Removing All Articles Related to Vitamins D, C, Zinc, and COVID-19. Over the past year, I've been researching and writing as much as I can to help you take control of your health as fear-mongering media and corrupt politicians have destroyed lives and livelihoods to establish global control of the world's population using the COVID-19 pandemic as their justification. I've also kept you informed about billionaire-backed front groups like the Center for Science and the Public Interest, CSPI, a partner of Bill Gates's Alliance for Science, both of whom have led campaigns aimed at destroying my reputation and censoring the information I share. Other attackers include HealthGuard, which ranks health sites based on a certain set of, quote, credibility criteria. It has sought to discredit my website by ensuring warnings appear whenever you search for my articles or enter my website in an internet browser. And then there's a heading, well-organized attack partnerships have formed. HealthGuard, a niche service of NewsGuard, is funded by the pharma-funded public relations company Publicis Group. Publicis, in turn, is a partner of the World Economic Forum, which is leading the call for a great reset of the global economy and a complete overhaul of our way of life. So let me stop you right there, and then mm -hmm. we'll go on again from there. But this happens in the news too. There's there's something called NewsGuard. Mm -hmm. I've posted stuff, and you'll initially you'll get that that leftist who just their their mission in life is to correct all the things that you think, and they'll hit you with, well, HealthGuard says that um, James O'Keefe, you know, NewsGuard, yeah. NewsGuard says that James O'Keefe is a horrible person and can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. And here you have HealthGuard, and this guy has delved into it. HealthGuard and NewsGuard are the same organization, mm -hmm. and it's actually funded by publicists of the pharma industry and who's a partner of the world economic and who's forum. a partner in the world economic forum that that doesn't seem right that doesn't that seems like you're purporting yourself to be some trusted source when at the minimum what you really are is you are a you you're an advertising agency yeah exactly and here you are shutting people down so mm -hmm. that that's a big warning for me right there and then to continue HealthGuard is also partnered with Gates's Microsoft company and drug advertising websites like WebMD and Medscape, as well as, wait for it, that's my little add-in, the Center for Countering Digital Hate, CCDH, the progressive cancel culture leader with extensive ties to government and global think tanks that recently labeled people questioning the COVID-19 vaccine as, national, as a national security threat. The Center for Countering Digital Hate has published a hit list naming me as one of the top 12 individuals responsible for 65% of vaccine, quote, disinformation on social media and who therefore must be deplatformed and silenced for the public good. Okay, so let's break that part down. There is a Center for Digital Hate. 
for and countering countering digital hate. And what I think of, and what we were initially all exposed to with digital hate, is there was some little gay fourteen-year-old boy at junior high, and all the mean white boy bro, mm -hmm. you know, Zach from Saved by the Bells, were were beating on gay Timmy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's probably not right. Yeah, you shouldn't exactly. beat on gay Timmy. I, I'm for that. Mm -hmm. Oh. No, now, and, and there were people that warned like, hey, when you go down this, this path of hate, you're going to be, you're going to be surprised about what suddenly becomes hate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here we have a doctor with a different opinion on a pandemic that no one knows anything about. Mm -hmm. No one knows anything about this. And he's being told that because he has a different point of view that he is committing hate. Mm -hmm. So we've moved the ball from beating the crap out of gay Timmy to now you can't have a different opinion. Well, and it specifically said they are a national security threat. Yeah, you're people a national security a threat. National and this security article threat. goes on to talk about how people who even don't agree with, quote unquote, the science are terrorists and mm -hmm. that they need to be forced. They need to be compelled. They need to be controlled. Like the slippery slope of hate speech has led here now mm -hmm. where it's not about, you know, beating somebody up because they're different or verbally abusing them, all things that are wrong. It is now about your opinion doesn't agree with ours and mm -hmm. that's hate. Yeah. And that's, that's where it's full stop. All of this is absolute calumny. Calumny. My mom listens <laughs> to the podcast and she said, now Bell, which is what she calls me. Cause that's actually my real name. About you could say those words without saying those words. So, mom, I'm trying. Instead of saying <laughs> bullshit, I said calumny. <laughs> but you just said it. Oh, that's right. Sorry, mom. Calumny. <laughs> Calumny. <laughs> I like calumny. Oh, that's not how you spell it. <laughs> this is this is a lot of our conversations. When we're not doing this, sometimes I'll use my German that I acquired in the army, and that'll drive Nicole nuts because she sings Hoytdeutsch. Um, German, which is the proper German, and I speak very cool street German. <laughs> Exactly. Are we a little I bit more. more? Give us a little more. Okay. In March 24th, 2021, in a letter to the CEOs of Twitter and Facebook, 12 state attorneys general called for the removal of our accounts from these platforms based on the Center for Countering Digital Hates report. Two of those state attorneys general also published an April 8th, 2021 op-ed in the Washington Post calling on Facebook and Twitter to ban the quote anti-vaxxers identified by the Center for Countering Digital Hate. The lack of acceptance of novel gene therapy technology, they claim, is all because a small group of individuals with a social media presence, myself included, are successfully misleading the public with lies about non-existent vaccine risks. And then there's a quote from that Washington Post article. The solution is not complicated. It's time for Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey to turn off this toxic tap and completely remove the small handful of individuals spreading this fraudulent misinformation, they wrote. Pharma-funded politicians and pharma-captured health agencies have also relentlessly attacked me and pressured tech monopolies to censor and deplatform me, removing my ability to express my opinions and speak freely over the past year. The Center for Countering Digital Hate also somehow has been allowed to publish in the journal Nature Medicine, calling for the dismantling of the quote anti-vaccine industry. In the article, Center for Countering Digital Hate founder Imran Ahmed repeats the lie that he quote attended and recorded a private three-day meeting of the world's most prominent anti-vaxxers quote. When in fact, what he's referring to was a public online conference open to an international audience, all of whom had access to the recordings as part of their attendance fee. The Center 
You know what I like about the way that you read? What? Um, you just read the article. Like, do you ever watch CNN or which we don't? But like, we'll sometimes be exposed to their quotes or something. And like, like Nicole Wallace, they'll have this bitchy reporter that reads everybody's name who they don't agree with. Giuliani, <laughs> Trump. Yeah. Like, it's all like Mean Girl mm-hmm. stuff. You're like an actual newscaster. Yeah, used to like, you just read. Just the facts. Just yeah. read the article and don't be a bitchy mean girl. Exactly. And you do that, and I right. like that. Oh, thank you. I want you. to tell you that. I like to give props to my employees. Oh, thanks. I'll take a compliment. All sure. Right. Continue on. The Center for Countering Digital Hate. I'll just call that CCDH from now on, except I like saying the words because they're so like, oh. So I'm going to, I'll just keep saying it. Is also partnered with another obscure group called Anti Vax Watch. The picture below, which you guys can't see, but it is a creepy picture, which I guess we could describe in a second. The picture is from an anti-vax watch demonstration outside the halls of Congress. Ironically, while the Center for Countering Digital Hate claims to be anti-extremism, you'd be hard-pressed to find a clearer example of actual extremism than this bizarre duo. How do you, like, describe Yeah, basically they've got two guys in 15th century uh, plague masks, and they're holding billboards. And what do the billboards say? Anti-vaxxers are prolonging the pandemic. And then the other one says, tech CEOs, protect public health. Uh, hashtag stop anti-vaxxers now. Yeah. And so what we get out of that is uh, because we're all doing science and we're all doing reason and we're trying to find the truth. But what we get instead is shaming, humiliation. Whenever our argument doesn't work, we've got to resort to the mean girl sort of like method of doing things. And that's always a big clue to me that, like, one, you don't even believe what you're saying. And two, you don't have the confidence of what you actually believe. So you need to use these tactics to bully, intimidate, and and then here we go again. It's the center for online hate. And as I've said before, whatever the left, the hardcore left, whatever they're accusing you of is you will always find the thing that they are doing. Mm-hmm. And here is the center for online hate, bullying people, being yeah. part of that. But I, uh, but I thought the, the, the prerogative of your organization was not to do that. Yeah. Again, this is about science. No one knows anything. A year and a half ago, there was no such thing as COVID. Now, suddenly we're being told that everybody who thinks a certain way is an absolute expert and to be listened to unquestioningly. And if you listen to all the verbiage in this document, people need to be ended. People need to be shut down. People need to be persecuted. People need to be shamed. Those are those are all the warning bells to me as an American that this is wrong. And that I'm actually going to go the opposite way now because I'd rather die than be like pieces of filth like this. Mm-hmm. Me too. So let's read a little bit more. Okay. Uh, this is uh, headlined, Gates-funded doctor demands terrorist experts to attack me. Most recently, Dr. Peter Hotez, president of the Sabin Vaccine Institute, which has received tens of millions of dollars from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, with funds from the foundation most recently being used to create a report called Meeting the Challenge of Vaccine Hesitancy, also cited the Center for Countering Digital Hate in a Nature article in which he calls for cyber warfare experts to be enlisted in the war against vaccine safety advocates and people who are vaccine hesitant. He writes, quote, 
Accurate targeted counter messaging from the global health community is important but insufficient, as is public pressure on social media companies. The United Nations and the highest levels of government must take direct, even confrontational approaches with Russia and move to dismantle anti-vaccine groups in the United States. Efforts must expand into the realm of cybersecurity, law enforcement, public education, and international relations. So, like that, that la- efforts must fo- must expand into the police. Mm-hmm. So, if you if they can't like hit you with enough warnings on your social media, correcting all the wrong thing, then the next step is the police. Folks, I'm just gonna say it right now. It's Orwell time. This is here. This is now. Mm-hmm. And and I really do suggest, and and we'll stop there. We don't need to read the whole article, but we will post it. Um, in the show notes on the bottom of the post. And, and I would I would encourage you to read it and think for yourself. But is this not is this, are we not full up on on pretentious, self-righteous, very punchable face people like this constantly thinking that they're the only ones who can make all the decisions and that we cannot think for ourselves. And like I said, I think that you can take the vaccine and be healthy. I think that you cannot take the vaccine and be healthy. I also mm-hmm. think the opposite of those things. I think that you could get not you could get sick not taking the vaccine. I think you could get sick taking the vaccine. I think it's there's there's too little information about something that is unknown and that what you should do is you should navigate this course for yourself and you should be allowed to make that choice and you shouldn't be shamed and information shouldn't be not denied to you and cybersecurity experts shouldn't bully people who have a different opinion the the tech you know tyranny that cares shouldn't be picking a side in this it's information time someone could be wrong someone who's being you know maligned and sidelined and told that you know you're that person could have the cure for cancer they could just have the wrong politics and and that's my fear here is that we're, we're making everything political yeah you want to scratch you want to scratch you want to dig down scratch after the surface and dig down to what are what i really think yeah i'll go to crazy town with you i think this is a big giant power grab i think that they do really want to reset not just the country, but the entire world. And they want to reset it with them having all the cards and you getting digital cards that aren't really worth anything. So that's the podcast today. And that's what we're talking about. If you want to discuss that down in the comments or read the article, Nicole and I just came across that this morning and and we thought, what, what did we think? I don't know. I think we just were both kind of blown away by it and thought it was really important. And I mean, um, basically the final the end of the article, I'll just like super quickly summarize. I yeah, mean, give it to me. Uh, Dr. Mercola was basically saying, I was perfect. I, I've been being, um, I don't know, antagon, antagonized about this for a while. And I was perfectly willing to fight this fight when it was legal. Um, like they were threatening me in a legal way because he's like, I've checked all my stuff with the best lawyers. I was fine with doing this in the court of law and continuing to not let them um, control me. But He basically says, unfortunately, threats have now become very personal and have intensified to the point I can no longer, I I can't find the part right here, but basically he was saying, it's now personal threats that I don't have the ability to protect myself 
you know, along these yeah, lines. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's the thing that I would say to everybody. We keep kicking this ball down the road and we keep saying like, well, maybe this is not my fight or whatever. Maybe this isn't your fight, but maybe your fight is you'd like to do whatever you want. And so you might have to, you know, pick up the ball on something that's not necessarily your cause, or maybe you are pro-vaccine and say, yeah, but I, I do want to defend the right of people to do whatever they want. I don't think now is the time for tribalism. I think now is the time for all good people, to paraphrase, to come together and to do personal freedom. That is what separates us from the dark Bronze Age prehistoric mess that is 90% of the world. We like, you know, if we go down in flames in this country, let us at least go down being free. Mm-hmm. And so the last you know point that i would make about the left and this is a a maxim that i've learned i think i might have even come up with it but i say it every time i i see the left standing up there telling us exactly with certainty that there was russia collusion that uh benghazi was about a video every lie that they can think of you know you won't lose your health care all that kind of stuff and the thing that i've always come up with is always certain often wrong that is absolutely the left. And it's something you should repeat to yourself every time. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. That is the pod.